Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What is the easiest way to make money, like, illegally? Easy, fast, illegal money? Easy, fast, illegal money. Um, trade on Wall Street GameStop shares <laughs> How about insurance fraud? I don't think that's very easy Is that easy? I don't know Maybe Hi, I'm Teddy Hi, I, I am um, Ruben <laughs> <laughs> And today we're looking at the Chai Demon So Chen Chin, this guy, um, Chen Chin, he was born on 25th July, 1950, and he was born in Chiai County, Taiwan. We've been there, right, Ruben? Is that the one we got the bento? Yeah, it's the one the we bento. got the bento on the, way to the train. Yes, okay, I know the place. Yeah, okay. We don't know much about his childhood, but he was probably like a relatively smart person, relatively intelligent person. He graduated from junior high and then the horticultural department of National Chai University, which kind of makes sense. Chai is quite like... There's a university of horticulture. <laughs> no, there's a <laughs> Chai university, but he, he graduated from the horticultural, horticultural department. department right? Yeah. Okay. All right, and Chai University is actually one of the oldest and largest universities in Taiwan. Oh, really? Yeah. All right, so... After that, he joined the Air Force and the Air Force... Um, Wait, he graduated from the horticulture department <laughs> and then he was qualified to join the Air Force? I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, why not? Oh dear. I, okay, so he joined the Air Force, which across the board, the Air Force is like known as one of the hardest, like, what do you call it? The hardest branches of defense to get into, right? Yeah, you think they wouldn't hire from horticulture? <laughs> what is this, plant versus zombies? Like, yeah. Get it. No, but he gets quite high ranking. He becomes an officer and then he becomes a captain. And then after that, he went to work for the CPC Corporation, which is a Taiwanese government-owned oil and gas corporation. And so he starts off as a driver, like just a driver. Wait, but he was a pilot before. Yeah. Uh, actually, oh, just, I don't just know. Air Force. Yeah, they just an Air Force. Yeah, they didn't say what. Yeah, so he starts off as a driver. And because he was very serious at his job and he was very responsible and he was quite good at it, he became an oil allocation engineer, which... It just sounds like a jacked up version of driver, <laughs> la, but okay. like, yeah, it has a better... Oil allocation engineer, so he transports oil from one place <laughs> to the other place. Wow. <laughs> he allocates oil from one place to the other place. Yeah. <laughs> In a car. Probably a truck. <laughs> okay, so at this point, right, he was earning about 70 to 80k Taiwanese dollars. What's um, that in Sing dollars? It's about 3.3 to 3.8k, so that's not great. La. A month. Yeah, a man. Okay, that's not too bad. Yeah, it's not too bad, but it's not great either. Uh, especially if you're somebody who is taking care of a family. Oh, he's married. Aha, okay. Um, We're going to get to that. But like, anyway, everybody who knew him at this point as as an Air Force pilot, as a... Non-pilot. No, oh, sorry, as an Air Force... Potentially pilot. <laughs> officer captain, as a oil allocation engineer, they said that he was very serious, he was very responsible, there wasn't anything too weird about him, yeah? Okay, except that he was a pilot from horticultural department. <laughs> <laughs> 
and he's just a he's more or less a regular guy. So in 1991, we're just going through his professional life. The CPC Corporation they get privatized, and somehow or another, he's they are able to give him or he's able to negotiate an early retirement. One three point eight k a month. Yeah, How yeah. old is he now? Uh, 1991, right? So he so was 40 born years old. in 1950. Yeah, he's 41. Okay. Yeah, so just professional life. So he gets introduced by a friend through introduction and he goes in, he ends up working in a government office. Yeah, so I guess it's consistent that he works for government, so that's not too weird. Right. Yeah, and if I'm not wrong, the translated name of the office that he works for, like my Chinese shit lah, is Newport Township Office Finance Sector. Okay. So now this is his professional life. He's responsible. He's hardworking. He's just your regular office OL dude, this more or less. This is his own resume. His own self, <laughs> say own self. No, no. This <laughs> is what they they reported on. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to run through his, this his like verbal LinkedIn because when you don't really know much about a person, when you look at LinkedIn, it kind of tells you like more or less who they are because there's usually a paper trail when it comes to professional life and seeing the kind of job that a person has and like whether or not they are, be- they are able to kind of stick to the job for a period of time it kind of tells you who they are la, like I guess but he's moved jobs so many times he was a pilot and then <laughs> even firstly he was so dodgy that he became uh, Air Force <laughs> captain from having a horticultural degree yeah. and then he moved jobs like what five times after no it's like three it's like... three times he moved three companies Okay, yes. and then he tried to retire as a driver <laughs> with a 3.8k salary. It's damn dodgy. No, but it also tells you, like, are they a camper? Do they get fired? And he didn't get fired, actually, from the second job. Like, what kind of positions do they have? It tells you whether or not they're very also, ambitious. Who agrees to let you retire at 41 years old? <laughs> it was a different time. You know, last it's time not that retirement... long ago. It's 1991. Was the retirement age in Singapore? It's like 60, I think. No, but before that, it was like 58, right? Was it? I don't, I'm not sure. I, I don't, it seems like quite a long time ago. <laughs> 1990. So now he's gone through his professional life. We can go into his personal life. And this is where Ray Chin starts to get a bit sketchy, okay? So he gets married in 1974 when he's 24 to somebody called Zheng Pixia. This seems a bit young, 24, but like I guess at that time it was normal. It's in the 70s. Get yeah, definitely. I think yeah. our parents' generation, they all get married at 25, yeah. 24. And they have a son and two daughters. Super normal. Total of three kids. And they have for all we can see, we don't know much about it, but for, for everything that was documented, they have a very regular marriage. Okay. So now they've been married for about 10 years. And again, at that point of time, 10 years wasn't like, a lot to pop out three kids, you know? Mm. So he's like 34 now, uh, 34, 35. It's New Year's 1985 when he's 35. His wife, PCR, she gets into some sort of accident involving a fan. Maybe a fan falls over her no, or she trips a over a fan. A fan, oh. No, okay. <laughs> like a hustle like a, fan. Oh, like like a, right, the wind fan. Yeah, like the wind fan. <laughs> okay, she gets admitted to the hospital and she ends up having to stay in the hospital because the, the accident with the fan is quite serious. What happened with the fan? The fan we, we don't fell. Know. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. And she gets a concussion in this fan-related accident. Okay. Which on hindsight starts to sound a bit sketchy lah. I don't know, man. In the 70s, maybe fans weren't built as well. <laughs> okay, then a couple of days later on around maybe the 6th or 7th gen in the hospital, so it's the middle of the night at 3am. This is the reported time. Um, what does Ray Chun do after his poor wife 
has had an accident with a fan, the mother of his three children, she's stuck in the hospital, he visits her, does he bring her some fish porridge? Some pineapple tarts. No. You know, this is Taiwan, right? Pineapple tarts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bento set from Chai... What? Where's Chai. Chai. <laughs> yeah. No. He goes to the hospital, gets into an argument with her. Wait, she's not... Oh, she's un- she's conscious. She's conscious, but she it's had like concussion. concussion right? She's under observation. And he pushes her off the bed and slams her head into the floor again and again. Until she's dead, he kills her. Oh, that's messed up. But, but there were like nurses and stuff around. How do they know that he did this? But it's at night, it's at 3am. Oh. There's maybe like one night shift nurse and there's no CCTV because it's 1980 something. Okay. Yeah. So, why do you think he does that? Does he hate her? No, you said it's insurance. I know this. You said, <laughs> he just told me this was an insurance case. <laughs> I bet he bought a policy for her the day before. Did he throw the fan down on her? <laughs> no. Okay, why do you think he needs the insurance though? Because he's earning 3.8k and he's trying to retire. 3.8K. No, Chen Chin was in debt. He was oh. in a ton of debt. He had a massive gambling habit. Okay. He was addicted to Liu He Chai. And in English, it's called Mark 6. Okay. And what do you think it is, Ruben? It's a gambling game. <laughs> like a card game. It's six. a lottery game. And it looks like... I, I looked at Wikipedia and it looks like you pick 6 numbers out of 49. And if you get like the numbers right, you win money, oh, right? Oh, that's Toto. You're it's just, Toto. You're describing Toto. Taiwan is Toto. Yeah. Why is Toto not called something 6 or so then? I don't know. Pick 6. No, I think they increase the number of totals. It shouldn't it be yeah. actually total should be if you have four D then you should have six D. Total should just be six D, six digits. Right in and up your high high. Yeah, there's not enough D's in your. There's not enough D's in your high. Four D's, six D's. So anyway, he killed his wife. He got the money. Did he get the payout? Yeah, he got the payout. The insurers didn't investigate. Yeah, no, because it's his first kill. This is um, in, when he was a petrol allocation specialist. Yeah, around that time. Okay. Okay, guess how much you got for it? Um, you can guess life, in SGD. I guess, wait, okay, now I would say you get like something like 1.5 mil for your typical life insurance. So maybe then... How much is your insurance, <laughs> Ruben? No, for life, I think it's whole life, you get like 1.5 mil, right? Around there. So I'm guessing like 1995, so like yeah. 500k maybe. No, actually it's not that much. It's 2.35 Taiwanese dollars, which is 110 SGD. 110 K SGD. 110 K SGD. Okay, yeah. that seems quite low for... Maybe you policy. could only afford to buy that oh, much true. insurance. Or it could yeah. be like a government policy and you're mm. supposed to top up your own. Mm. Yeah, we don't know. But that's not bad at all. There's a lot of Toto tickets. Oh no, I think the policies that pay the most are those that cover your income and stuff. Mm. Maybe the wife wasn't working, so... Yeah. Like, perhaps. Yeah, but 110k is a lot of uh, total tickets, huh? You know, the quick pick is all $1 each only. Can, how can you kill somebody for 110k? I don't know. I don't how think How much does it cost to kill somebody? I don't know. How much does, it, how how much does a hitman cost? The Bomo was paid $5,000. Right? 5000 ringgit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a few million. Like something like it was equivalent to like a few million SGD. That's how much the Bomo killed the, the politician for. In episode. Something <laughs> Mona Fandi Go, go Bomas, search it out I heard the guest star On the episode Is Stella Is you You're the guest star <laughs> Excellent guest star Like best guest star 
Okay, anyway, so he's very shady and he's very fast and he just killed his first wife for hiring Denki. Okay, for and a the bunch kids are still alive. Kids. The kids are still alive. Oh, this sucks. Right. Okay, how long do you think somebody should mourn after they they lose their partner? And you should answer this very carefully, Ruben. <laughs> <laughs> there must be like a formula. One day for every He, he was year married to her for 10 years, though. So. One month for every year that... Wait, how, how long? 10 years. He, he married her in 19... For 10 years and he yeah. killed her for 10 years? Yeah. Oh, that's quite troubling. Uh, I don't know, like 5 years, 3 years. No. So within six months, he's married to someone new. So he dates somebody for less than six months, proposes to her, and gets married to someone new in six months. Okay. So within six months, he marries a new lady. He marries an, an elementary school teacher called Wang Shuing. Okay. Yeah. So she's a primary school teacher. So she taught at Shui Elementary School in Chiayi City. And Wang Shuing was also a divorcee. So she had a son from her previous marriage. And I guess dating as a single mother is hard. So when you see another single father, you're like, okay, let's True. go. Yeah. yeah. And I guess you have a lot of empathy for each other and you have something in common. Like you're both struggling to, to raise children. Mm. Okay. So he even ended up adopting her son. He ended up being the legal guardian. Oh, you mean, wait, they got married? They got married. I thought it was like automatic. <laughs> if you get married, <laughs> the kid becomes your... No, no, you have to <laughs> adopt your, oh, your legal... So he even ends up adopting her kid. So like, he's her legal guardian. Which in a completely normal instance, you'd be like, oh, that's very sweet. You're adopting my kid so that if anything ever happens to me, you'll be there to take care of. I but guess. now it's... But uh... he's like a monster. So <laughs> we all know you. <laughs> right. So everything is fine and dandy for a couple of years. And that's okay. Within a couple of years, right, Rachin has slowly worked through his 2.35 Taiwanese yuan. And he started racking up debt. He's I still guess... gambling debt. Yeah. Right. So I guess you have... If you're gambling, like life, regular life expenses aside, 110k is quite easy to burn through lah. Yeah. I guess. How, but if it's just total, like how many total freaking tickets can you buy? No, <laughs> remember we went and bought and we saw the there's a quick pick. You pay like $7. <laughs> no, but if you buy all the System 7, System 8. No, the roll or something, right? Yeah, I guess you have to like top up. So maybe he did that. Right. Right, so... And he didn't win any money back. <laughs> <laughs> The cautionary yeah. tale, kids. You spend like hundred k on total, you get nothing. <laughs> yeah. Except another kid. Okay. So now, he's the adoptive dad of this kid that he's raised for a couple of years. And his own three kids. And his own three kids, yes. And the son is fifteen now. The new one. Yeah, the adopted son. At this point, he doesn't just need money. He's desperate for money, and he's already killed his first wife for money. So mm. he's just like, yeah, this isn't even technically my son. So one night, he quote-unquote scolds the kid for coming home late from cram school. Like, so like, you know, tuition centers. Right. Yeah, so he slapped him and he slapped him so hard. And I think this was on purpose that his adoptive son falls and smashes his head on a concrete wall. Oh, shit. And died. Oh, wow. I bet he just didn't slap him. Like, he must have smashed his head. Exactly. That's messed up, man. Yeah, so this was a calculated killing. And this got him about 210000 Sing dollars. Yeah, I think... Yeah. I think this one he purposely went and bought out more insurance for this, yeah. Also, it's uh, more recent, right? Yeah, and at this point of time, he still has a job. So, that's a decent amount of money on top of your job. Imagine you have, like, your regular pay, like, 3 to 4k, and then you get another 210k on top of that. Mm. That's not bad. Actually, this 210k, it lasts him another 7 years of Mark 6 gambling and just life. So, I think this time he was a bit more conservative and he spread his money out a bit more. Mm. 
And now it's 1995, and he's running out of money. He killed his first wife, his adoptive son. So who does he go for next? Second wife. No. Oh. He goes for his actual son. His what own the hell? actual 15-year-old son with his first wife. Then the the wife doesn't suspect anything. Man, the new wife. <laughs> like his old, she knew she must have known the old wife died. Yeah. And then the new son died. And then the next son also. No, but according to everybody, he was actually very soft-spoken and he gave in to his family a lot. And like, what's the figure? The, claim, the claims guy, the insurance company, do they? <laughs> <laughs> but the killings were quite far apart. So imagine you're like, you see this couple and the guy is really nice and he always gives in to his wife and his kids. And then you're dating somebody and then like, you're always given into. Will you ever like imagine that that somebody will kill your kid? Probably not, right? Maybe not. Know. Yeah. Seems a bit sus, though. Right. So his son was fifteen and in a rebellious stage of his life, which worked out pretty well for him. Okay. At fifteen, he started like cursing a lot, which is not unusual, ah. But he also allegedly wanted to join a gang, like a gangster gang. We don't know how true it is, lah. But it just sounds like normal rebellious fifteen-year-old stuff. Okay. So he uses this as an excuse again and you know scolding his child is his right, disciplining his child is his right. And then he slaps his son again so hard that the 15 year old boy is knocked to the ground but he doesn't die. Okay. 15 year old boys, they, they aren't small you know, they've mostly gone through puberty and everything. So when his son was on the floor, he actually grabbed a stone like an ornamental stone, you know the Chinese ones that look like mountains. Right. And he uses it to smash his son's head. Oh, that's damn messed up. That's damn messed up. That's his own kid. Yeah, I mean, even the first wife and his adoptive son is already damn messed up. And when his son died, he reported it as a car accident. Wait, how... That's freaking <laughs> suspect. What? How can you not know that it's not a car accident? I think it's clearly like blunt force trauma, right? I think at the time, they also probably didn't have like the best insurance investigators. Did they, did they explain this more? Did he then actually go and wreck a car? And put the kid in it Like wouldn't it be quite obvious If there's a car accident But there's no car <laughs> like, They there's, didn't investigate no, it more There's no like reported because, Actual car accident Yeah they didn't investigate it more Because at that point of time They weren't suspicious of him at all So he just went And was like That's super suspicious <laughs> If you go to the hospital And you say My son died of a car accident Wouldn't the first thing be like Okay where's the car accident <laughs> Which is the Where's the car <laughs> Like it doesn't seem right mm. Right but like We see this happen Again Okay, this one was a bit more money. It was 4.72 Taiwanese yuan, so we know for a fact that he went and bought more insurance. What's that in Sing dollars? It's 220,000. That's about the same as the first son. The, the adopted son. son, yeah. 200 So the last break was like 7 years, right? So you think it's like another 10 years before the next kill, right? Mm. And this guy, he's not killing because he likes killing, probably. You don't know. <laughs> we don't know so, that, yeah. yeah. But it looks like he's killing because he... He wants money. Mm. Yeah, he's financially motivated. He's a financial killer. Now, it's just another year. Um, he has 220k in the bank. He finds out that his wife, the elementary school teacher, the mother of his adoptive son, and the one that helped him raise three children, right? She has government insurance. Okay. She has public insurance. And apparently, the Taiwanese education staff at the time um, they had some sort of real estate investment, like auto investment, mm. as part of their benefits package. So in terms of her life, right, at that point of time, she was worth a reasonable amount of money. And I think that he oh, was... he the inheritance will go to him. Yeah, the, and... The shares and all. And he didn't... I don't think that he was the one who actively bought her insurance, but he just found out somehow. 
No, with her, it's yeah. more than just insurance, right? Because she has, you said she has investments yeah, and also exactly. inheritance. Yeah. yeah. So, one day, they go on a drive. Like, maybe he tells her they're going on an errand run. Or maybe they're just the kind of couple that takes casual drives together, you know, just because it's, it's very therapeutic. Right. But they do. And they start to go towards somewhere a bit further. They start to go towards the Sinkang township. So it's a bit more rural. It's mm. a bit more out there. It's not like central Chiayi city anymore, right? Okay. And so when the road was quieter and when they were in a more rural area, he suddenly just pulls over and he pulls out a wooden stick oh, wow. from his car. Yeah, okay. yeah, and he smashes a head in. And then he he kind of crashes the car. Okay. So I think now it's now like it's 90s, like, yeah. they're yeah. they a bit more sus. And especially because she's an adult, there's no way she's just going to randomly crash a car. What? Okay. Yeah. But yeah, again, you'd think that the injuries you get from the beating from a wooden stick is yeah. much different from... Plus, she would have struggled, right? Like, exactly. See, like, the I think it was very struggle. sudden though. Like, just like stick smash. Okay. Yeah, but this guy is damn cheap. So after he crashes his car, right, he doesn't even want to spend the money to call a cab out and he calls one of his work colleagues mm. to see whether his work colleague can, like, come and pick him up. How he didn't call an ambulance? Wait, but if he's no, he wanted to make to... it, like, a complete accident. Like, she went out driving without him and she got in an accident and he don't know anything about this. Oh, so she moved her to the driver's seat. And yeah. Then... Probably. Okay. He called his colleague. He's like, I don't want to call a grab out here. I don't want to call a taxi. Mm. But his colleague turns him down and I think he has to call a cab for it or something like that. Okay. So for this one, he gets a lot more money. He gets 11.37 million Taiwanese. Sorry. Yeah. More than Half a million Sing dollars. Right. And, and his wife, um, she's a teacher, right? And she's a public servant, right? Mm. And remember before 2000s, public servants, you know what they get? Pension. He collects a pension. Yeah, it's, it's, the insurance, it's the inheritance one. Yeah. As in, but all together, the total to 500k. Oh, it's more than 500k. Um, all together, the initial... The, the initial, insurance is just 500k. Yeah, it's around 500k. Half oh, a million. Okay. okay. There's a lot of money. Yeah. So we're going to recap his kill count. He killed his first wife, his second wife, his adopted son, his actual son. And I'm not sure why he never targeted his daughters, but maybe they were too young. Maybe. Yeah. So he's run out of victims, but he's in pursuit. And you think that somebody like him, somebody would be really shady, he'll be really scary. But just, again, according to everyone, his ex-colleagues, the people who know him, he was like a very gentle, very... Like a psychopath. No. <laughs> Psychopaths, no, you know what's the one? The sociopaths or psychopaths, one of them yeah. is like actually quite like reserved. But, but personable? Something like that. Yeah, because if not, how are you going to get what you want? Yeah. That's really that's that's quite scary. Are nice people all social or psychopaths? No, I don't think all. <laughs> I think there are social parts that pretend to be nice. Yeah. Okay. So now he waits one month. Which is this a respectable mourning period? Oh, you get married again. <laughs> Who wants to marry this guy? All his <laughs> wives are dying. Like they never do their due diligence. <laughs> like. But it's over you... quite a few years, though. No, it doesn't matter if you like are dating a guy and he's like, okay, yeah, my last two wives, how, how did you break up with them? Oh, I broke up with them because they died. I don't think you should be dating that guy. No, because they can be all like, oh, I'm so devastated. My last two wives both died in tragic accidents. Yeah, that should tell you, like, stay away because you're next. Okay, 
So he starts to consider this very small pool of women he has to date because he has been a uh, technically monogamous for the past okay since 1974. As in, why is it a small pool? Because he's old. Because he's old. Because he's reserved. Right. Because he was a happily married man mm. for many years. So he ends up dating the shopkeeper for one of the stores that his ex-wife used to shop a lot at. And her name was Yan Qin, and she's very interesting. Okay. okay. So now Li Qin, wife number three, she has a son, a 16-year-old son. Mm. And remember, Ri Qin still has two daughters. And again, it's the single mom, single dad, yeah. difficult dating. So actually, right, knowing that the kind of Knowing the kind of person that he is, having two daughters might make it easier for this woman to trust him more. Mm. Because you're like, oh, I'm a single father to two two daughters. Right. Yeah. So, it takes a bit less than a year and they're married in 1997. Okay. Yeah, so it's not too long ago and he's burning through money faster and faster because now he knows he's like 500k when was the last when did his no lah but he's like he knows he's burning burn rate burn rate rate. (laughs) yeah his burn rate is very high and he's an opportunist and they've been married less than a year Okay. okay, he doesn't wait anymore. He doesn't do the whole wait a couple of years, then kill them, wait a couple of years. He's getting more impulsive, more reckless. Okay. Yeah. So, one evening... He adopted the 16-year-old kid as so. Um. Actually, no, they, they never say. Yeah. But one evening, his new stepson is having a headache. And it's just a very good opportunity. I guess he has to have adopted him because if you don't adopt him, you're probably not a beneficiary in the insurance. Yeah. So you won't get any money. Maybe, yeah, that makes sense. So, one evening his stepson is having a headache. So, he gives his stepson a quote-unquote. Okay. But it's actually a sleeping pill. Okay, so the son knocks out. Mm. And Rachel does his thing. He drags his passed-out stepson to the stairs in his house. Mm. And he drags him down step-by-step step to make sure that his head hits each, each step. Oh, to, seem, to make it seem as though he exactly. fell down the stairs. Make it look like a fall accident. That's okay. exactly right. This is like one month after the last murder. No lah, it's a couple of a months, months after, months. but oh. it's still within like... That's quite dumb. Like, obviously people are going to get shot to him already, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so this time, right? And the thing is, he's been buying insurance. He's been buying so much insurance for this new stepson that he's only known for like less mm. than a year. So he files a claim for 15.5 million Taiwanese dollars. And that's that should be around 700. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And so, right, the deaths are getting closer and closer together, and he's more and more desperate for money for his Mark Six addiction. Mm. The insurance companies finally, finally start to get a bit suspicious, mm. but they still Wait, pay out. I wonder what the top price is in the Mark Six. Like, he has so much money already. Like, what's the is point? It, right? is it, shouldn't it like, be more than the top price at this point, yeah. right? Yeah, no. Unless that's okay, like the Chinese New Year draw in Singapore for total is like twelve point eight mil. Yeah. Maybe it's quite high. He they get sus. They only pay out two hundred fifty Taiwanese dollars. Wait, they're sus, but they still pay out. That's yeah, that's, that's what they still pay out. Damn. <laughs> yeah, they pay out equivalent to. If they're sus, they should have not paid anything and <laughs> filed a police report. So they paid out e- equivalent to eleven k, which to an insurance company for like death insurance isn't that much. Eleven k sing. Sing eleven k sing. Oh, that's, yeah, that's nothing. Yeah. Wait, how can that be? Yeah, but they still pay out lah, which is. Which is damn stupid. <laughs> he he's damn gross. He put a condom on his dead stepson. And tried to tell his wife that it was a sex accident. That her son died in a sex accident. He fell down the stairs. And then a had a sex accident. I don't understand. Neither do I. Okay. But um, now she's very clever. And she was very angry. And she could tell that he was bullshitting. And she actually stayed with him for a little... 
for a little while after Hassan's death because she wanted to try to get evidence on him oh, or something okay. like that. Yeah, but she eventually ends up divorcing him mm. and he went from being like a soft-spoken, very giving guy to threatening her. For? What was he threatening her? We don't know, but he threatens her. Okay. We know that he threatens her. And she ends up paying 1.2 million um, Taiwanese dollars. That's about 57k. 57k for divorce fee. He calls it a divorce fee. As in she, she paid yeah, him she paid to him. divorce him. Yeah, exactly. What? Yeah. Man, these people need legal representation. <laughs> what are they doing, man? Would you like to represent the Taiwanese <laughs> public really, pro bono? I understand. Why would you need to pay somebody to divorce them? Your ground just divorce her. Yeah. Spend your money on lawyers instead, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, the gaps between the killings get smaller. After the divorce, it's all quiet for a while. And remember that the 2000s are a time of digitization. Okay. So finally, the insurance companies, they're going through all his records and they're like, wait a fucking second. Or maybe that's why he got away with it also. Because yeah. he couldn't search his records quickly previously. Oh, and it would have looked very like, disjointed, especially if he bought from separate insurance yeah. companies. Yeah. The gap was so long. Mm-hmm. And then they noticed that all three kids, his son and his two stepsons, and they all had hit injuries. Yeah. And they were all, before they died, insured for a lot of money. Yeah. And maybe at that point of time, it wouldn't have been super suspicious because a lot of parents use their kids as a kind of retirement plan. Because Wait, so they kill their kids for retirement? No, so the assumption is... The kids will grow up and pay for their... The, yeah, the kids will grow up and take care right. of them. So I guess it wasn't as suspicious to insure your son at that point of time. Um, I guess. Yeah, but not so much your daughter because your daughter will just get married off and like whatever. So together, finally they decide, finally, finally they decide to ban him from insuring anyone else. They're like, you're not allowed to insure anybody so else. insurance companies told him. Yeah. And they didn't, that was what they did. They didn't file a police report for this guy <laughs> who looked like he killed three No, people. no, they filed a police report. They <laughs> oh, also okay. filed a police okay. report. So together, they decide to ban him from insuring anyone else and they filed a police report for an investigation on him. But they can't exhume the body because... He cremated them. Exactly, yeah, after okay. killing, he cremates them. And eventually, the first time that they try to interrogate him, he tries to hide under a table. The interrogation yeah, table? Yeah, what a good tactic. <laughs> Guys, hire lawyers. <laughs> he, he, this guy also, even if you're a crazy monster. Yeah. No, and then so, at that point of time, the next day, he invites the media over. After So, they, they try to interrogate him, but they can't like pin him down, right? Okay. And he invites the media over, and he tells them that he's being falsely accused. See, this is the problem with Taiwan. If you were in China, or you were in Singapore, and you were in interrogation, you can't call the media and be like, come down. <laughs> they can hold you until like... They've, until uh, you're uh, done, uh, remanded, remanded for... Yeah, so... Yeah. Okay, sure, he calls the media. Yeah, and... The price of freedom. <laughs> exactly. And he actually writes to some of his family members. He writes to, like, his aunt, and he writes to his, like, fat relatives that the media is re- misrepresenting him and he never did any of this. Okay. Yeah. Now, even though he's being investigated and everything, in May 2003, he manages to get another boo. Okay. Guess who she is? Uh... I don't know. She's an insurance saleswoman. Oh, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> how, also, like, again, how did she not do her due diligence and she find out, like, his past three wives... He's investigated yeah, for plus, insurance yeah. fraud. Yeah, and she's an insurance bit... saleswoman. These people, man. So, he starts dating her and she some, he somehow notices that she has a lot of savings. Like, maybe when she was redrawing money or something, he looked at her bank account or whatever, but mm. he knows that she has a ton of money. I mean, well done. I know insurance people make a lot of money. It's true. 
so he asked to borrow some money for his house, like to pay a mortgage or something. Okay. And she was like, okay, I'll consider. And now I don't know whether he was desperate for money or because she didn't immediately go like, okay, let me loan you some cash. Um, he ends up planning to kill and rob her. What? So this one was But this, they got ex- married already No oh, they're, they're not married dating. or anything they're So he kills her There's no point that he... No but he wants to rob her Kill and rob her Yeah, he, sh- yeah like... he just wants to Kill and rob her Yeah he doesn't yeah. think Too hard on this Okay, He doesn't think too <laughs> I hard I mean, she had a lot of Cash lying around Yeah like. So he does have a lot Of cash lying huh? Yeah and this isn't As planned out I think he needs The money faster Because usually He'll try to marry them first uh, Yeah But now he No but you know why now he can't get insurance. He's not allowed to insure anyone. So what's no, the no, point of marrying her? No, but if he marries her? her and she has a lot of money, then inheritance, ah. yeah, if she has no will, he might yeah. be the first in line. Yeah, but this is just basic as murder robbery, right? So now here's how he executed his plan. He calls her and he invites her to the Wuxian Empress Temple, Wuxian, on Xiangrong Street in West Chiayi. Hmm. So he invites her to a temple. And they meet there, and he, he was like, oh, let's take a little ride. And they go to Jushan, which is very pretty and romantic. Okay. Yeah. And so it's nothing sus, right? And while on the ride there, he opens a bottle of some sort of TCM pills. Maybe maybe she thinks it's like pochai pills or right. whatever, and she takes the pills. They are called Baogan pills. See, okay. Yeah, so it's just a TCM thing. It's like a poison. You see, you see where he's going? No, no, no. Sleeping she falls pills asleep. and Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, but, this guy's also not the freaking smartest, right? Yeah. Why does he have to bash everybody's head? Just give them like poison or something. Because <laughs> like, they're just going to get cremated immediately afterwards, alright? Yeah. Yeah, but she fell asleep. But no, this time he doesn't immediately bash her head in. Okay. He gets super creepy. He doesn't just kill her then and there. He he waits until she wakes up. He like huh? That was the point of giving her sleeping pills. <laughs> so you imagine you 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 wake up, you're like completely bound with your creepy as fuck boyfriend standing over you, and he tells her that he wants to play. Okay. Yeah, he tries to rape her, but he has erectile dysfunction. Okay. So fuck you, Richin. He beats her up and then strangles her. Oh, so she dies. Yeah. Wait, so, so how did they know all of this? Okay, never mind. Yeah. So he tells her he wants to play, he beats her up, he strangles her, and so when she passes out, he's horny, but he has erectile dysfunction. Mm. But he still, like, sexually assaults her in other ways. Her dead body. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. disturbing. He, he, he assumes she's dead at this point. He steals her Rolex watch, a gold Rolex watch, a necklace, rings, and she had one million uh, Taiwanese dollars in cash. Oh, whoa, what? Yeah, yeah. Some, some people just carry a lot of cash okay. around. Yeah, her cards, her phone, and two blank checks. Right, also I guess he knew what he was doing when he said he wanted to rob her like a cheap. Yeah. She carries a lot of shit. Yeah, and you're right, so he wants to make sure she's dead, right? He smashes her head in. Mm. And then he throws her body off a cliff. So what, what to do next? He goes to Taipei, and then meets his other girlfriend. What? Okay. <laughs> this guy has multiple girlfriends. Okay. Yeah, so now, they didn't really catch him for insurance because he was being investigated. But guess what? Stealing credit card and debit cards are damn stupid because banks trace that shit. Mm. And he doesn't know her PIN number. He doesn't know her bank PIN number. Okay. So if you input the wrong PIN... No, they catch you. Like, exactly. Photo so he immediately gets caught for bank fraud. For, right. And he gets arrested. Yeah, it's also if you're using like credit card of a dead person, wouldn't it be immediately obvious that you're probably the killer? <laughs> Yeah, okay, let's go through the body count again. To four wives. First wife, no, no, four wives. First wife, second wife, 
stepson one, yeah. actual son, stepson two, and girlfriend. Three, okay, three partners and... Yeah, so yeah. that's six. Now, there's another two that were mentioned, but um, never confirmed. Alright, there's this girl called Huang Xingcheng, and she's his colleague, and she was actually a friend of wife two, the elementary school teacher. Mm. Alright, the last known record of her, right, is she went to the bank to redraw 600k Taiwanese dollars. Okay. And then disappeared. Alright, the second is Zheng Wang Qiuxiang and, and another colleague, and they went out for supper another night, mm. and then she disappeared. But these both are never confirmed. But he, was, he didn't insure any of them. No, he didn't insure anyone. Or maybe he robbed them. Also. Okay, so guess what happens when he gets arrested? What's the first thing he tries to do? Hide under a table. No, he tries to bribe the police. That's the first thing. Okay. He tried to offer. I the guess he has a ton of money now. <laughs> he tries to offer the police four million Taiwanese dollars. Are, are the Taiwanese police corrupt? I don't know. What's a corruption like in Taiwan? I don't know. Apparently, in this case, not really corrupt. Oh okay. Yeah. So he told them that he had land that he could use as collateral, and if that land wasn't enough, he was gonna blackmail his third wife. He was like, "Oh." Wait, this is the one that divorced him and yeah, paid the money for exactly him. he was like oh don't worry if that's not enough I can blackmail my I can blackmail my third wife okay yes to the police and yeah so eventually he confesses to all his family killings and you know what else he used to do he used to keep track of their names birthdays and date of death and he used it for his mark six oh, yes. Them down. Wait, yeah. but so why did he confess? What was the they were offering a lower sentence or something? Is there a death penalty in Taiwan? I don't know, and I don't think so. Mm. I think he just eventually cracks and confesses. Maybe the police there are just very good. Okay. Yeah. So right, and the other thing is that he made it a point to never even kill on birthdays to keep his luck good. Okay. On yeah. on his birthday or the the other birthdays. On anybody's birthdays. On birthdays, just birthdays. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't kill on birthdays. Okay. <laughs> Don't kill. Alright guys, that's the key takeaway from today. Don't kill on birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> and hire lawyers. Oh, yes. Don't be dumb. <laughs> okay, so it's about 2004. About a year after he kills um, his girlfriend. Insurance sales girlfriend. Okay. And the Chai District Court... Oh, you're right, death sentence. The Chai District oh, Court sentenced him to five death sentences and one life sentence. What's the death sentence in Taiwan? I assume in China it's shooting, right? Yeah, China is shooting. So maybe... Oh, do you listen to my last podcast? China <laughs> is shooting. <laughs> yeah. That one might be different though. Might be hanging or so. Yeah, but this is basically the most serious sentence that anyone has ever received in Taiwan. Like five, five death, death sentences. sentences. Yeah, okay. and... He was tried five different five times. Five death sentences, but he killed six people. Uh, or potentially eight. Potentially eight, yeah. Why is it five? Weird. Yeah, but anyway, so he was tried five different times, apparently. Just through some Taiwanese court. Okay. I yeah. mean, I've watched the Taiwanese parliament proceedings. <laughs> I don't know if that's reflective of their court proceedings. But if, but it, if is, it is, so... I understand. Yeah, okay. But you know what? During his fifth trial, one of his death sentences was reduced to a 20-year life sentence. It doesn't matter. I mean, a 20-year sentence. <laughs> he can <laughs> he reduce has, all of them except for one. He other death sentences. Yeah. Including the one that he got caught for, which was the rape and murder of his... Of the last one. Yeah. Right, right, so that was the one that really got him because credit cards, man. Mm. And okay, so he appealed so many times. Alright. So first, he appealed to the Taichang branch of the High Court eight times between 2011 and 2013. What kind of legal system is this? <laughs> in Singapore, you appeal once, you fail, you're done. Yeah, no, <laughs> How you appeal, can you appeal eight, eight, times. eight times. 
and he appealed eight times for a retrial, and he was rejected lah again and again. Okay. So he even tried to delay his sentence. He would feed his jailmates like fake information. Like he was like, "Oh, I know what happened to those two missing girls." Yeah, but it was just an attempt to delay the execution. Right. Yeah, because he would be like, "Oh, I know what happened," but he wouldn't say anything. Cause I mean, maybe it would stack another death sentence on it. But Alleged, it doesn't matter yeah. anyway. I mean, okay. Anyway, so. But you can't really threaten a person who is facing death sentence with like another death multiple. sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I kill you again. <laughs> so on, nineteenth April, twenty thirteen. Yeah. The execution warrant was signed. Right. And he was supposed to be oh lethal injection. He was supposed to be killed oh, by okay. lethal injection right. at the age of sixty three, and he was praying throughout like some mantra that his soul would be sent to Sukhavati, which is like paradise in Buddhism. Sukhavati. Yeah, but the lethal injection didn't work. Oh what? And he was shot in the head. Oh, the lethal injection didn't work. The lethal injection didn't work. He failed. I see. He was shot in the head. So after his death, because he killed all the sons, and by right in Taiwan, you're supposed your your son, your male heir, is supposed to come and collect your body. But he's all killed all. His exactly. Daughters. So nobody came and collected his body, and and I think his two daughters probably also didn't want to have yeah, anything I mean, to do with him. Yeah. Like... And none of the hospitals wanted him. Like they didn't yeah, want his organs and whatever. Like so, he was just thrown away. Medical waste. Used to cremate him. Poetic <laughs> <laughs> justice. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of A Briefcase, The Chai Demon, and thank you, Ruben, for being on this week's episode of A Briefcase. Thanks for having me, Theodore. Thanks. <laughs> It's me, Theodore. Theodore. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and for this episode, we also really, really want to thank Michelle, our other regular guest, for her extremely hard work with translating sources for this case. Michelle, you are a beautiful and talented translator. Truly, ten upon ten. Good for you. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks, Michelle, and. What a what an interesting way to make money, huh, Ruben? So yeah, it's a disturbing way to make money. Don't don't think so about okay. it too hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can find us on Instagram at a briefcase podcast and online at a briefcase podcast dot com, and do join us again next week for another briefcase. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com/pack for free shipping and three hundred and sixty-five day returns.